Hello everyone! Welcome to the Weekly Wisp. This is a new thing that I'm trying out to see if it's a good medium for transmitting kind of our weekly overview of transits. I think this could help contribute to a longer overarching narrative on what's happening throughout the week and the months um, so that the monthly and larger transits are more relevant to your understanding. So I'm not totally sure if it's going to stay in that format, but we're going to try it out for this week and see how it goes. This is just going to be a quick kind of um, minimalistic symbolic rundown of the transits that are going on. We won't dive super deep into anything. Those will be saved for the longer form transmissions, but I think this will be good. Uh, I think this is a really good week to start it out. We have quite the Pluto week. We have Pluto activity on either side of our week. Um, so yeah, let's get into a quick list of all the transits that we have going on. Actually, really quickly before we start with that, I pulled two cards to see just kind of the general energy of the week. We have the Five of Wands and we have the Moon reversed. And so the Five of Wands is really dealing with uh, competition and conflict, but not in an aggressive, spiteful way, in a way that honors the joy and nature of competition in an exciting way, in a way that um, relates back to this image that if you're sparring with people, you are refining your own skills, you are refining the weapons that you use, and like something really could be sparked out of that. Um, so it's this period of learning, interacting, coming into conflict with the edges of other people. Um, which is very reminiscent of Libra energy, that dynamic that gets kind of ignored, which is learning balance through coming into extremes. Um, but yeah, it's very relating to Libra energy to me right now. And so then we have the moon reversed, and that really does speak to the energy for me this week because it is showing us how great a disturbance that Pluto is going to bring to us. Um, this is a concept that I read in a book. Uh, that the section of the major arcana that the moon deals with is dealing with the superconscious, which is very much akin to the level of the outer planets, but Pluto in particular. Um, that section of the major arcana that the moon is in deals with bringing the inner ecstasy that we experience through the star back into consciousness, into our conscious experience. And so we're really being confronted with Pluto this week, starting out with Sun square Pluto, Sun being our creative actualization, how things are brought into consciousness. Um, it's going to be scary. It's going to be a sudden depth added to everything that we've kind of just felt like we've been floating around during Libra season, um, it's going to feel like every interaction suddenly is this deep confrontation with something else. And so there, everybody has this hesitancy towards that. It could really distort our understanding of things. Um, that doesn't mean that things are deceptive. That doesn't mean that things are lies. It's just there's going to be a lot heavier of an energy. And we need to figure out um, there's going to be distortions of everything. We need to figure out where the core of the truth of all of that lies. So keep that in mind. As we move into our transits. Okay, so let's briefly list the transits that we have going exact this week. This will be the week um, the 17th of October until the 24th of October. I will be listing the times in Eastern Standard Time, so if you're in a different time zone, just convert it or don't worry about it because it's going to be within the same day anyway. Um, on the 17th of October at 8.12 a.m., we have Sun in Libra squaring retrograde Pluto in Capricorn. 
on the 18th of October at 1.30 a.m. We have Jupiter in Aquarius going direct, which is a very big moment we'll talk about later. Um, And again on the 18th of October, just a few hours later at 11.17 a.m., we have Mercury going direct in Libra. Um, On the 18th of October, again, but at 10.36 p.m., we have Mars trying Jupiter. Mars and the Sun are in conjunction all through the rest of this week. Um, So they will both be squaring Pluto, and they will both be trining Jupiter. Um, The 21st of October at 12.19 a.m., we have Mars square Pluto. On the 22nd of October at 12.51 a.m., we have the Sun entering Scorpio. Um, And then on the 23rd of October, there is not an exact aspect going on, but there is a pattern that I want to talk about. And of course, there is a full moon in Aries on the 20th of October, but I will not be explicitly talking about that here. So let's start off with Sun square Pluto, which is um, the Sun in Libra square retrograde Pluto Capricorn. Pluto and Capricorn at a very basic level. Pluto is our deepest super conscious desires and impulses at the time, which is why it is related to control, um, because it is really this process of obsession and then compulsion to different impulses and so the sign that Pluto is in is going to tell us more about that and of course because it's Pluto it is dealing with a collective level when you get transits to personal planets that is when it could really manifest personally for you but um, it's really speaking to our entire collective system of desire right now and that in Capricorn is dealing with transforming and tearing down old structures of authority to build new ones. It is this process of over committing to structures that are crippling us or to over committing to the process of dissolution and burning down the structures that exist. Um, So it's this, I mean, I think we all feel this is this really chaotic period of power change, of power vacuums, of power and authority dynamics shifting and being super aware to us at this time. You can feel that societally, you can feel that personally. Um, so yeah, it's, it's dealing with how to regain, how to work for structure and authority, how to commit yourself to that. Uh, it's all these kinds of concepts on a very basic level. With the Pluto-Sun square and the Pluto-Mars square, The sun is all about illumination, it's all about projection and actualization, to some extent it's about identities, Um, Pluto is all about transformation, it's all about um, obsession, compulsion, uh, core intense truths to things, revealing death, pulling things down into the super conscious experience, and Mars of course is all about instinct, impulse, action, aggression, all those kinds of things. Um, So with Sun square Pluto, there is a lot of a potential for those um, subconscious things to become illuminated for things that have been hidden in the past uh, for very difficult truths for very um, to us terrifying revelations and um, obsessions and patterns to be coming up to the surface to all of us right now. Um, Particularly with Mars involved, any things involving Um, aggressive behavior, anything involving aggression, um, violence, those kinds of things. Obviously, that's the worst kind of potential of it. Um, Alongside that, there's also potential um, for attempts to pull people down into Pluto's world um, unfairly. So there's that potential of both very truthful revelations happening, but also kind of like um, attempts and campaigns to bring other people down. Um, And so, particularly with Libra, it's very tricky because we're having to 
it's emphasizing how we have to weigh up the actions of other people. It's emphasizing how we have to weigh up how we identify other people. It's emphasizing how we have to question how we project onto other people as well, particularly in combination not only with the parts of us that we want to reflect, but the parts of us that are very deeply hidden, but are driving everything that we do. So at this time, we'll talk about this um, with Jupiter and Mercury as well. Be very careful to make actions. Be very careful um, to take things at face value or to jump onto something because it sounds um, scandalous or because it sounds very intense, so it must be true. Um, at the same time, there may be very truthful things that are coming up. So just overall, keep that in mind. Think back to the reverse moon. That is honestly the key to me of this Pluto activity. And this will make sense once we touch on the nature of the third quarter square. Um, but particularly when we're dealing with uh, Libra and we're dealing with Capricorn, the sun, um, especially just regarding all the other transits going on right now, there is a potential for a lot of information regarding people that we hold in high authority in either social or like political situations for new and dark information to come out about them. And regardless of if it's true or not, there will be this feeling of I need to rethink everything that I've thought up to this point about whatever it is. How do I move forward? I need to detach from this um, establishment that I've rooted a lot of myself to and I need to find a new way to integrate myself into either personal relationships or into the society as a whole depending on to what extent that happens. With the third quarter square we will touch on there's this feeling of oh my gosh all of these structures that I understood before this point no longer make sense and I need to make something fresh and new for myself and that is where a lot of the tension comes with that square. So let's talk about squares. When we have the square between Libra and Capricorn, when we have it with Mars particularly, that is a third quarter square. And this is dealing with phasal relationships. All third quarter squares are what is known as triggering a crisis in belief. And so squares are not sticks in the mud. They are not um, tense for no reason. They are not places where you will not find movement in. Squares are tense because they are changes that are going to happen regardless. They are fr thresholds and gateways into change, and change is very hard, and so that's why squares are tense aspects. Um, but anytime you have a square, you're going to be expecting change to be occurring. And so that third quarter square being a crisis in belief, what's that dealing with overall is questioning the underlying beliefs that have led to all of our prior actions, the beliefs and the moral systems that we've been basing all of our prior actions on. And so there's this detaching from those concepts and what you have built throughout the rest of the cycle, um, detaching from the social sphere, re-entering it in a completely different way, um, finding new communities and beliefs and methods of operating that are going to transform the cycle, that are going to be like, okay, that's what we did in the cycle, let's get a new one going. It is a very key point, and it really is dealing with that concept of transforming our full understanding of the societal sphere that we dealt with before. That is just overall for a third quarter square. And that is especially heightened when you deal with Pluto and always in the context of the Saturn Uranus square, which is also a third quarter square going on right now. What's that look like for Libra square Capricorn, particularly the Sun and Mars? But yeah, so essentially with the Libra square Capricorn 
if we were to boil it down, what that's speaking to to me is like, we have these ruins, this feeling of ruin within Pluto and Capricorn. Um, and you can't have a tea party in ruins. You can't have a party in ruins. You can't uh, form harmonious, like, sensual relationships when you're dealing with the grime and the sweat and the exhaustion from trying to rebuild these ruins and understand your new situation of dealing with the shock of this new situation. So that's really where the pressure of gets placed onto Libra. Because Libra, I always say this, it is about learning balance. And so it is about these kind of sometimes extreme experiences of swinging back and forth between really chaotic and extreme environments to find balance. But ultimately, the goal of Libra is to find that harmony, is to understand the inner workings of the self by relating to other people. It's also this first encounter with other people. It's this, how do I maintain my own power, which is activated by the square to Pluto, while I'm learning about other people simultaneously. And so it really does it's a very basic example, but the best example of it is really people-pleasing behavior. How, when you're engaging with other people, are you losing yourself? How are you um, just doing things to please other people? How is your ego interacting with that? How are you um, changing your entire dialogue of who you are based on your utility to other people and how they see you? That really is the a lot of the Libra issue. Um, another main Libra issue that has been triggered this whole time is that impulse and that trigger response to other people attempting to control you or to losing your own authority as indicated by Chiron and Aries. So those are very potent themes right now. So sometimes with Libra transits, we can feel like we are just being um, insincere. They can feel very um, congenial and they can feel like we aren't really connecting with ourself anymore and that can be disorienting. And so suddenly there was going to be this really intense depth added this next week with these Pluto transits, with the square to Pluto. And so it is that feeling of like you can't have a party in ruins. Um, there's a heaviness. There, it could feel like there's no more room to um, just relate or experience others or like work on our understanding of the world through that relating principle because every single input now is going to be relating to these deep core fears and desires. Um, they're going, regardless of the depth of the engagement, it's going to feel like each interaction is bringing this question to your mirror of how do I find true authority? How do I build on that? How do I find a true sense of control? And how do I do that while I'm still attempting to learn balance and I'm still teeter-tottering? So it's like, not only do you not have balance in like the xy axis not only do you not have balance on your log that you're balancing on it's like the entire surrounding environment is also not balanced because of pluto and capricorn so at this time when we have that action impulse in a tense aspect to the actual core of the energy that's driving it is we could um we really should take time to weigh out our response to things um, because all these things are going to be triggered and are going to be scary and heavy and are going to be happening in the realms of your relationships and in the realms of harmony through Libra, you, we really need to be conscious of any impulsive action either way that is just stemming from this instant shock. And so that could either look like 
again, that extreme people-pleasing response, or that could look like a really harsh and cruel response to people that are in close relationships with you. If we look at the positive aspect about it, it really is like this flower blooming in rubble. And so how do we not just trample over that? How do we not spend all of our time wasting on a flower? How do we honor it appropriately? And so that is where the third quarter square kind of energy comes in of how do we take this energy of this new flowering and build new structures out of it? How do we incorporate that into the social sphere without completely detaching from everything else going around us, from the chaos and the construction going around us by just like staring at this flower? But how do we like scoop that flower up, transplant it in a honorable way and in a way that could inspire us for moving forward to the future? Um, That's a really simple take on it. Might get more into it somewhere else, but it's going to be a very tense time. I would just be careful about not making any snappy ego-based decisions and detaching where you need to detach for a few days from the relationships in your life, um, weighing up the true kind of impulses that come through regarding your needs for control and your needs for boundaries. Very important things. Overall, Pluto, square the sun, and Mars in Libra is pointing to the potential to actualize a new dynamic in our understanding of ourselves and others regarding boundaries and regarding our own desires for control and authority. And so it is a point, like a final gateway within this current cycle, to detach from the old structures of our relationships and to take action on building new ones that are rooted in mutual needs for control, that are rooted in mutual understanding of the foundations of our own desires. Okay, and moving right along, um, actually Sun and Mars will be in positive aspect to Jupiter, which is our next subject. So things we're going to be talking about here are going to provide a potential release for a lot of that misunderstanding and a lot of that tension. Um, This is one of the most exciting things to me. I've been looking forward to this for months. Is Jupiter and Mercury going direct a few hours apart from each other on the 18th of October? And why is that important? We look at the lunar nodes as kind of the collective, personal lesson, the lessons that we're all kind of learning on an emotional level um, that are like the checkpoints of what we should be um, relating to at this time. They are like these, they are like a manual of lessons to me. Um, And you can see that as kind of checkpoints and gateways as the eclipses occur on them. Um, And so they're kind of like our felt response to the rest of the transits and they are kind of like these bullet points that hold a lot of them into place. Um, So the rulers of the nodes right now, the north node is in Gemini, which is being ruled by Mercury, and the south node is in Sagittarius, which is being ruled by Jupiter. And so over this 18-month period where the nodes are in those signs, the transits of Jupiter and Mercury are emphasized. They become kind of guideposts of what is going on with those lessons. Um, So they're very important to look at, and when they line up the way that they do in harmony, like right now, that is a major um, bullet point within this story. So we have Jupiter in Aquarius going direct, and we have Mercury in Libra going direct. And um, as we said, Jupiter will be trine Mars and the Sun. And so let's quickly talk about... um, 
what Jupiter went through during this retrograde cycle. During this retrograde cycle, it moved out of Pisces, where we kind of got like a brief little teaser of what that energy would look like, and it moved back into Aquarius. And um, we all, there was kind of this energy of like just massive potential for expansion, like of our imaginations, of our um, compassionate understanding of life and each other as Jupiter moved into Aquarius and moved into Pisces. Um, but within that, there's a lot of bravado and of just being way too dreamy about things. And so I think we opened up a kind of expansive energy very quickly that then got shut down just as quickly as Jupiter moved back into Aquarius, where it becomes a lot more sterile and detached and uh, weighed down by attempting to really get our dreams for society going really weighed down by the pressure of being like functioning as this antenna within all the issues of society so it was dealing again with these pressures and it's having to get back to work and figure out an objective way to build a belief system and to um propagate potential for joy and for new horizons moving forward um so now that it's going back direct i feel like we are getting this um gift of like actually being able to put those into work rather than just reviewing them and getting more information on them um and so with the with mars and the sun trining jupiter um i do think there is uh, a potential there for a better understanding of what are my own personal beliefs? What are my own wishes for the future of my relationships? What um, do I want to be moving forward with with the other people in my life? And so I think like that tension that we talked about earlier with Mars and the Sun could really get relieved because there could be a much better understanding of our own abstract interpretation of the environment for us personally. Um, something I really, I spoke about this when Jupiter went retrograde, is that Jupiter really does deal with our self-concept, because if you just think about the ego forming, of course it forms based on the society that you live in, but really a lot of what colors our ego is the abstract beliefs that we hold on to. We're like, I believe in X, I do X, Y, and Z, like I am passionate about this, that, and the other, and that is a lot of... Um, directly how we relate to ourselves. So when you look at um, Aquarius and you look at Capricorn, when you look at Jupiter and you look at Saturn as moving into each other, you have kind of these um, abstract beliefs and philosophies and principles that then get formed into something real and like a real structure to then dedicate yourself to outside of yourself. So that's why Jupiter and Sagittarius are dealing a lot with your actual personal self-concept. And so that is being motivated and pushed by this um, trying to the sun and Mars because there's actually this potential here to act on all the things that we have been reflecting on for the past few months with Jupiter retrograde and Aquarius. There's this potential here to harmonize our beliefs about society and our hopes and our dreams for the way that it will advance, um, our personal politics related to that. There's the potential to really, um, bring that out by connecting one-on-one with others rather than just being completely detached and floating in our own disconnected worlds like we will not hopefully not be um having this feeling of just being an antenna of being an island of being 
alone with these wishes and having absolutely no way to move forward with that trine to the sun and mars it can really get integrated into our actual uh concrete projection of ourselves through the sun and our actual actions that we take forward so it won't just be this kind of nebulous abstract um desire or understanding of ourselves it could be something that other people will see and so i do really think that um that helps a lot in the context of the just Libra energy in general and the square to Pluto because there's a potential there to actually understand who the self is with that trying to Jupiter. So any Jupiter energy that you're picking up on this week, don't just brush it aside. Don't just brush it aside as being unrealistic. Like now is a time where we can potentially be empowered by transformative energy of Pluto and really put those things into place. Whatever wishes that you have, whatever ways that you wish to see your world and your relationships advance, um, really attempt to honor that and take action on that. It's not impossible. It's not ridiculous. If you need to be objective and straightforward with people and inform better boundaries like do that that is really going to be honoring a sustainable path forward um really the core bottom line of all this again is pluto and we really need to be finding a way to connect with that pluto energy in a way that isn't just clouded with mystery and confusion and pain and fear um which really could be aided with uh jupiter that relationship between Jupiter and Pluto, it is a specific relationship going on right now because they are in semi-sextile, which is something that often gets ignored. It's not necessarily an easy aspect, but the key part of it is that when one of those pairs in the semi-sextile gets conflict, gets tension, is an intense aspect with another set of planets, the its pair, its partner, that other planet, Jupiter in the semi-sextile, is going to be adding support. And so that is a very powerful thing that needs to be activated. Um, so any Jupiter energy that you can connect to, any Aquarius energy that you can connect to, pay attention to that this week and honor it. Because it really is a um, like stepping stone on this journey up to Pluto or down to Pluto, whatever you want to say. Um, really be conscious of Jupiter energy right now. But the fact that Jupiter going direct is happening on the same day that Mercury is going direct is a very important thing. If you felt like the lessons of the nodes were not um, as easy to see or connect to at this time, they're going to come right back up in full force with this direct energy. And so really quickly, again, this is something we've discussed a lot with the south a north node in Gemini and Sagittarius, what that really is speaking to um, is this axis of information and truth. Um, and so a lot of the time Sagittarius gets equated to truth and Gemini gets equated to factual understanding, but we have to realize that truth is a comprehensive part of both of those. Um, so with the south node in Sagittarius, that is kind of where we are coming from. It is an area that we have potentially become way too comfortable in, but is the point that we are operating from. And we are moving towards that um, potential of Gemini with the North Node there. It is really those tools that we need to reach up and harvest and grab to bring a place for us in the middle of those two experiences of Sagittarius and Gemini. And so what that looks like the negative potential of the south node in Sagittarius is disconnecting, as we spoke about with um, Jupiter in Aquarius, is disconnecting from other people, is disconnecting from um, structural foundations, is disconnecting from uh, 
logic potentially to pursue these abstract experiences to pursue these abstract philosophies and that can become dangerous because one you disconnect from other people you disconnect from diverse systems of information and you pursue singular um sources of information that feed your own uh biases and the uh, one downside of Sagittarius is that it can become extremely dogmatic due to the process of compensation. And so while we're dealing with exploring our own abstract ideas, we are confronted with all the ways that they are weak. We are confronted with all the ways that they don't make sense or that they aren't harmonious to other people or that they um, weakened our previous understanding of ourselves. Um, and we attach all of our self-concepts, like we talked about with Jupiter, to these new belief systems. And so when those get challenged or when we realize that there's a hole in them especially through the um process of like being exposed to information through gemini it's polarity we overcompensate we shut down we attack we dive really hard into um a lot illogical explanations of our point of view because we have attached an entire um, subjective concept of the self onto those philosophies. That is the negative potential of Sagittarius. And so that's what you see a lot of people having like really tense philosophical debates where from the outside you're like, neither of these make any sense. How are they arguing about this like this? Um, that is the downside of Sagittarius South Node. With the North Node in Gemini, the positive potential is to reconnect to diverse information. To reconnect to Information that seems to conflict, that triggers that compensation response in Sagittarius to find a real understanding of the world, to actually be able to put our feet on the ground and say, this is ground, that is that, that is this, this is how I move through it. So it's reconnecting with that experience of reality, really, um, and with that realization that there's not one singular truth. The singular truth is something that is... Um, contradictive it is something that is constantly changing and so we need to continue looking at things from a realistic logical point of view and we cannot withdraw from people we cannot withdraw from sources of information that contradict our own personal understanding um so yeah when we're dealing with um triggers of jupiter and mercury that is pointing right back to that understanding um and jupiter and mercury function counterintuitively to each other in the same way um, with Mercury in Libra, we still need to focus on the relating principle of our understanding that is not solely based on our own place that we're coming from, but we need to integrate understandings of other people into that dialogue. We need to integrate understand the lens through which other people are seeing the world the lens through which other people are seeing us and find a harmonious way to integrate that into our own personal understanding and that's really where libra is so tricky and really just so much about balance is we cannot give up our own personal lens and our own personal understanding um which really points back to jupiter and sagittarius but we also cannot completely discount other people's understanding it is a fluctuating relationship and it like finding balance in that relationship is a way that we move forward as libra is a cardinal sign so again pay super close attention to jupiter energy but when you're doing so do not act from a place of superiority do not act from a place that disconnects from anybody who disagrees with you like figure out ways to find balance of that and that's going to look different depending on your situation 
I would say overall, though, you were aware of whatever lessons came up to you through Libra, through the Mercury retrograde. Um, Whatever those were, figure out ways to reconnect that to your self-concept. Figure out ways to reconnect that to your vision of the future. Figure out ways to reconnect that to your philosophy for your zest for life. Um, And then focus back on building a new foundation through Pluto and Capricorn. Um, This actually happens at the end of the week. And again, it's not an exact aspect. But I want to really quickly talk about the Yod happening between Mercury, Uranus, Nessus, um, and the Mercury trending series in Lilith and Gemini. Um, so let's look at the chart for that. What essentially is going on is we have, um, Mercury obviously going direct at around 11 degrees of Libra. So at the end of the week, it's going to be at 11 degrees of Libra and is going to be in conjunct, uh, Uranus and Taurus at 13 degrees, um, which is also retrograde. And then it is also going to be in conjunct Nessus retrograde in Pisces and Uranus and Nessus are sextile each other. Um, Nessus is also conjunct the other, um, centaur Okiro, uh, their exact conjunction retrograde will occur again, I believe in December if I'm not mistaken, um, but they're, you know, they're also, they're conjunct in Pisces, and so that's forming a yod at the apex of Mercury in Libra, and so on a really basic level, what does that point to? At this turning point, at this emerging from the waves of a Mercury retrograde and coming back up with a refreshed sense of understanding and a new path to move down, um, it is going to be a very, uh, potentially changing and shocking experience with that um if we activate the um sextile between uranus and nessus there is extreme potential there for um purging of any holding patterns that we have felt in relationships and so the reason i say that is because nessus um Trigger warning Nessus deals a ton with concepts of abuse particularly sexual abuse if you look into the myth um So the really negative experience of Nessus is where we are being victimized um, on a basic level. It is where we are potentially becoming either abusive as a result of trauma response from our own past wounds, um, or it is like where we are becoming victimized by other people. The positive potential of Nessus is where we can find purification of those toxic patterns of like generational, of like our own personal abuse. It's where you can break the... um, abuse to victim like the abuse victim to the abuser kind of pattern of behavior um so when uranus and nessus are sextile like they are and they're activating a yod with mercury there is could be this intense understanding of the ways in which the relationships that you're engaged in are absolutely not okay for you um if you're in a situation that just pushes your boundaries that just like does not feel um safe on whatever level that there could be a deep triggering of that there could be a um reconnection to old memories um as uranus deals a lot with uh old memories um of situations of abuse or of relationships that just were absolutely not serving to you and so i'd be very gentle with yourself on that day because there's that potential for those things to surface in a really um potentially like 
intense way in your emotional understanding of the world and it is really going to come up into your understanding through mercury during the day i would be very careful about operating on that solely but the positive potential here with the yod is that if you are in a holding pattern that does not feel right for you if you are in a situation that feels like it um, compromises your resources, that compromises your um, desires, that compromises your boundaries, your authority, your safety, um, that compromises any amount of area that you could feel victimized in, there's massive potential to break out of that on that day. So any avenue that does come up in a situation that you do want to... Um, find new ground in because again Libra is that balance any situation that you really need to rewrite the equilibrium after a really like chaotic swing to another side with that um yod between Uranus and Nessus there is a massive potential to do that there is a massive um lightning bolt of liberating potential there of like oh I understand how this all works now and I understand how to navigate it properly in my relationships so be very careful depending on your situation um whatever you're dealing with be careful not to just act on like some really intense impulse but also realize the harm the way that you can bring change and liberation into relationships and into your own life in a heart in a harmonious way still in a way that doesn't cause too much chaos but causes just the right amount of chaos for you depending on what holding pattern you're in um if you're in a if you suddenly have this realization of oh this relationship i have with this person um is really limiting me in this way or it really is not serving me in this way it is really triggering a past wound in me in this way that is an amazing day to talk about that to find balance and to um cooperate with others um to figure out a solution for you that honors your own needs and honors your own um desires for control um it may seem like why on earth am I being triggered by this thing that I've never been triggered by before with this person like I know they're not doing this but that impulse could really come up very strongly that day and it is a good day to talk about that but in a calm and not explosive way because we will still have Mercury opposite Chiron um, be very careful of like these irrational emotional needs for independence if that's not necessarily what you want like still pay attention to oh someone is doing this action but it does not have the intention to hurt me even though it reminds me of an action that someone did in the past that may have had the intention to hurt me. Just keep all those concepts in mind. Again, though, if you're in some sort of abusive relationship, this advice does not apply. Um, don't talk to them. <laughs> Just do whatever you need to do. But um, assuming like normal relationship situations, that's a fantastic day to have conversations about anything that um, you need to purify in your relationships in order to liberate yourself. So in summation with this Yod, um, Mercury is going to be trying Lilith and Ceres in Gemini when it happens. And so there's going to feel like there's this expansive flow all of a sudden of this need to care for yourself via the truth, to establish um, a method and a new cycle of liberating truth in order to bring methods for true care through the way that you navigate the world, particularly in your relationships. And with the yod, there's the potential where it could either feel like you're very stuck or like, oh my goodness, I have this sudden escape route or pathway. Um, and so with the realization of these misunderstandings or these truths that are coming to you on a personal, emotional level in your relationships, um, it could feel like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to get out of 
this dynamic, this dynamic where I feel restricted, this dynamic where I feel like I'm repeating um, some sort of pattern of abuse, whatever that is, through Nessus. Um, But if you pay attention to your own role in prolonging any cycles that are similar to that, of triggering any other um, patterns or response that continue to put you in situations like that, and simultaneously, if you pay attention to the ways in which anyone's behavior towards you mirrors past pain in those areas or the way in which you can't tolerate anybody's um, behavior in those areas. If you pay key attention to that, there could be this feeling of being intensely liberated with the yod and having a step out of whatever dynamic it is that you don't want to any more longer prolong, that you want to purify yourself from. It could feel like you have a rope that has been tossed down to you (laughs) all right and then at the end of the week again we have the sun moving into scorpio uh it's very exciting transit i don't want to just talk about like what the sun in scorpio means um we could talk more about just the general theme of scorpio at some later point but we talked a lot about pluto um scorpio is going to be a quick change from libra where there is suddenly this intense need for um truth for vulnerability there's a focus on merging and connecting in very deep intimate ways with people with the subconscious and that is quite the adjustment from libra and so the main thing that i want to point out with scorpio as we have the sun move there but then as other transits begin to occur all of those transits are activating the saturn uranus square in a tense way they will be creating t squares with that saturn uranus square they will also be um sextile to pluto um all the transits for through scorpio are going to be pointing back to pluto because pluto rules scorpio in modern astrology so we really have all of the all of the outer planets are being activated with transits through scorpio because you have transits through scorpio opposing uranus you have them squaring jupiter and saturn you have them sextile their own ruler which is pluto and you have them trine neptune um so yeah all the outer planets are really going to be triggered at this time especially moving into the end of the year it is emblematic of this kind of not final push but this heavier uh focus on all those outer planets so just be gentle with yourself use the um things that you learned through mercury retrograde and the benefits of jupiter during this week use those to your advantage to outline boundaries for yourself and expectations for yourself moving into scorpio transits boundaries are very important especially when dealing with scorpio but again you still need to let people in Um, And that's definitely going to be tested (laughs) as we have all these focuses on uh, our own reality in the social sphere and in relationships and as an individual and of authority and control with all the outer planets. Um, It could be a very intense time. So one more thing I want to note on this Scorpio season is we will have a partial lunar eclipse, I believe, on Sedna on the Taurus Scorpio axis at the very end of Scorpio season. Um, one interesting thing I wanted to point out is that when the sun is at zero degrees of Scorpio, which it will be at the end of this week, um, the moon will be at 28 degrees of Taurus conjunct Sedna um, around the location that it will be during the total or partial lunar eclipse. So if you feel connected to Sedna themes, if you want to talk about Sedna, if you want to read about Sedna, let me know. Uh, This is a month to do so. I would love to talk about her with you guys. Um, 
I do want to read the uh, Sabian symbol for zero degrees of Scorpio, which is the first degree with the Sabian symbols, um, because I think it really points to this feeling of culmination in a gateway with the Scorpio transits triggering all the outer planets in the way that they will. Um, the Sabian symbol is a crowded sightseeing bus on a city street. The keynote is the fundamental human eagerness to expand one's social horizon and to experience the results of collective achievements and new ways of life. Um, what is at stake is a widening of experience. Um, it refers to the first realization of what a larger whole of existence, a more encompassing frame of reference, implies in very concrete and perhaps startling terms. I think that is a good theme for this entire week and will likely just be continuously triggered as Scorpio transits happening. If you guys have any thoughts on transits or you have any questions about anything I said, any comments, any concerns, um, you know where to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Discord. Um, I hope that you guys have a fantastic week. I hope that you really connect to Pluto and Jupiter energy, particularly in whatever way you can. I hope you are um, careful in relationships. I hope that you have people around you who are honoring you as a changing person and who can honor your boundaries and your needs for control and comfort. Um, that's all. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a good week. Thanks.